This is the Nature and Science of Work podcast for the week of Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. Information, Energy, and Work in Nature and Humans. Welcome to the Nature and Science of Work podcast. I'm Robert Levine. I hope this podcast enables you to enjoy spending some time thinking about work in the same way that nature writing or a nature walk can inspire you to enjoy thinking about nature. The first piece each month at the Nature and Science of Work is a conceptual exploring piece focusing on an aspect of how work gets done in nature and in humans. This month, our focus is on information, energy, and work in nature and humans. How do humans and all living systems work with information? Humans and organisms work on webs of information. All living beings do their work in continually flowing pathways of information. All organisms, not only humans, are immersed in worldwide webs of information. Ants and archaea, plants and sea worms, flies and rabbits, deer and killdeer are always working, working with information at great energetic expense. Work with information inherently requires energy. Most non-human organisms are far more energy efficient at working with information than humans are. Thus, living beings exist and work in webs and flows of information. All flows of information require energy and work to generate information and to transmit, receive, process, respond to, and act on it. Information is never free. The contemporary illusion that working with information is free over vast swaths of the human World Wide Web corrupts our understanding of information in living work shattered in turn by understanding the webs of information, energy, and work of all other creatures. Just as it is by understanding the vast quantities of energy and work needed to build and power all natural, living, and mechanical computing, including the free World Wide Web. Energy always limits the work that any organism can do with information. It takes energy to fire and refire a neuron, to make an RNA informational molecule and the proteins that make it work, to run after a prey, run away from a predator, and know the difference between them. Energy limits information, both by local energy scarcity or abundance, and by physical and biological limits on how energy can move into an organism and its microscopic regions, including capillaries, neurons, and membranes. 
the process of selection also indicates that over time, local energy abundance will move toward local energy scarcity. Living information is not free or unlimited. Humans have brains. For some of us, only on some days. When our tissues, neurons, and brains flood with free information on the web, we can understand and process only a small fraction of that information flow. Ostensibly free information leads to an illusion of unlimited information, and from there to the dangerous liaisons and illusions of unlimited comprehension and understanding, idealized as unhampered by the inerrant constraints that exist in the work of every living and mechanical computer. These are constraints displayed by every data center located near a hydro plant, every Bitcoin mine slurping energy before its soup can cool, every rotating colored disk on a desktop. So too with the dangerous illusions of ignoring the limits on information, energy, and work for mechanical information systems, such as a satellite, your computer, or your phone. A satellite, for example, faces this challenging trade-off. More instrumentation and computing requires more size and weight. But launching a satellite and maintaining its orbit demands less size and weight. A satellite's available energy is limited once in orbit, and with that, it's available information. Cost of information and consequence. In living and mechanical computing systems, energy and work are required to produce and use information. Information in any form consumes energy. For living systems to produce or use information, they must use energy. They, that is, we, must constantly find energy, continually requiring, in turn, information to do so. Trade-offs between information and energy are therefore inerrant. Such trade-offs involved in working with information occur not only with living systems, but also with computers. Computers, like living systems, are subject to these limits and fundamentals. Computers are exceptional extensions of humans, great for humans to offload data and computation. Energy and information for computers are still required, so the same trade-offs apply. And the computed data and information must be retransmitted back onto humans. When doing so, information flows and energetic requirements can exceed capacities and limits of computers and humans. Energetically imposed characteristics, limits, and risks 
of human and computer information-based decisions need to be at the forefront of awareness and practice, never assuming that technology has eliminated these risks or that very, very smart humans are not subject to them. Of course we are. Thank you for joining me for this first nature walk through part of the world of work at the Nature and Science of Work. In two weeks, we will bring you a podcast of our integrating piece on one key characteristic of information, a surprising one that can help you in your work, just as it helps trillions of organisms, our co-workers, every day and every moment in theirs. I'm Robert Levine. Keep seeing nature in work and work in nature.